0: You're listening to the Hanging with the AD podcast, where we break down hot topics in athletic administration
1: and lessons learned through leadership. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Matthews and Don Baker. Today, we once again stay close to home and chat with Ashley Lott. Ashley serves as assistant principal and athletic director at Fayette County High School in Fayetteville, Georgia. Ashley's a rising star in the state and on the national level, who brings a wealth of knowledge across multiple sports from her day's coaching that is helping guide her as a leader today. At the time of this conversation, Ashley was the athletic director at Hampton High School before making the move to Fayette County this summer. Let's settle in and get to know Miss Ashley Lott.
0: Ashley, we're so glad to have you join Don and me for this episode of Hanging with the AD. Thanks for taking time out of your summer to join us today. Thank you. So for our listeners, Ashley Lott is the athletic director at Hampton High School in Hampton, Georgia. Ashley's just completed her fourth year as the AD there at Hampton. Prior to serving as AD, Ashley coached basketball for 13 years. Ashley's a rising star in the AD world in Georgia as she's been named Region Athletic Director of the Year the past two years and was in 2023 named AD of the Year for Class 4A. She's also very involved with the GADA as a board liaison and has taught a couple times at the annual GADA conference. But we'll stop right there and let Ashley tell us a little bit more about herself. So, Ashley, we call this the back of the baseball card bio. If you could just take a minute, tell us what the back of Ashley Lott's baseball card would look like.
2: All right. Well, it would say, um, as you stated, 13 years being a basketball coach. Um, I've also had two years as head softball coach. Um, I've coached uh, volleyball for two years, and then I was also a track and field head girls coach for 10 years. Ashley is very passionate about athletic sports, anything that gets me going. Um, just very happy to be here today and be a part of athletics.
1: Good deal. Now, we just said you just finished your fourth year as an AD, and, and we know that you've probably got it all figured out by now, right? I mean, you're you're, you're a lot better than the two of us, so I'm sure that there are no sleepless nights for you at all and everything. But that being said, we'll still classify you as a fairly new AD. Uh, what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you started this role? I think for all of us, we kind of get thrown the keys and it's like, figure it out. Uh, And when we look at it, we're like, I sure wish I would have known that before. So what is it that you wish you would have known when you first started?
2: Um, I wish that someone would have said to me that you can't get everything done in one day. Uh, Literally, that's what I tried to do. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. just trying to tackle every single thing, make sure that everything runs perfectly, just, understand everything is not and try to do the best you can.
1: It's funny that that you say that because that when you say one day that really means until midnight, right? Yeah, that email rolls in at 10:30 and you're like, I got to fix this right now. You know, and you're like that's that's not going to happen. You you eventually you realize that's not going to happen. In the moment, you're staring at the ceiling wondering what you're going to do, but it does mean a full 24 hours. Go ahead, Josh.
0: Yeah. So how do you fix that, Ashley? You can't get everything done in one day that you want to get done. What do you do about that? How do you fix that?
2: So I try to prioritize everything. Of course, most important thing, and then go down from there. Um, I feel satisfied and enjoyed if I'm able to complete the most important thing first That's good. and then tackle something else. But yeah, literally, I try to do everything in one day and come home frustrated and try to talk to other colleagues and Uh, Again, I wish I would have talked to them first before trying to do that.
1: I think that's a good point that you bring up. Is this idea of being—I know that Brian Kite calls it being elite in your 20 square feet. So, whatever's right in front of your face, let letting that be the priority, letting that get your attention prior to moving on. Like you know, you have almost have to have a—I call it a waffle mentality so you got a waffle it has like little squares in it or whatever like those little boxes it's not a spaghetti mentality where it's just everything is a mess right um i think that that's uh that's kind of you know what you're talking about now you know, on the flip side of that what if you learned about yourself in those 4 years in, in being in that leadership role i know that you know sometimes uh we we jump off the high dive because it's what we want to get into. And sometimes we get pushed, right? Um, mm. And uh, and we don't really know what we're going to learn until we hit the water. So what is it that you have learned about yourself in this time uh, in being the AD there?
2: Um, of course, not being afraid to ask for help. Of course, being in, in this role, you want to be able to challenge and tackle everything that you can, but just building more partnerships. Um, Not to say that I'm trying to do it all. But um, again, just making sure that I'm taking care of me, building those partnerships and letting people know like, hey, I can't do this all on my own, that it takes a village literally. That's
0: good. That's really good stuff. I, I You know, I think that's something that um, the sooner you learn it, the more successful you're going to be quicker. And obviously, that's why you're doing a lot of good things down there. Speaking of jumping off the high dive or jumping in, you've jumped in with two feet to this thing, this AD thing. You're very, very involved. As we mentioned earlier, you serve as your region secretary for your region. We mentioned being a speaker, being a liaison for the GADA. Uh, you went to the Section 3 meeting recently. A lot of different things you are involved with at higher levels than just the local school or local district level. Why is it important to get involved with your high school and your athletic director associations at the state and the national level?
2: Well, first of all, it's important for the state so you know what's going on. You can be able to share this information not only with your coaches, but any other individuals that's involved in athletics. You got to be aware of what's going on. It's kind of hard to be able to help others if you don't. Right. Um, and also, it helps put a face to your school with other members' schools in the association. Um, and then as well as the national, just knowing what's going on throughout the whole country. As you know, various state associations do things a little differently. So it's just good to know how they're operating.
0: So I love what you said right there about putting a face to your school. Elaborate on that, what what you mean by that, why that's important to you as the athletic director at Hampton. You know, elaborate on that, putting a face to your school.
2: Okay. So um, just going back to when I started this position, um, a lot of people did not know who I was. And so I learned in order for people to know, I needed to show my face, um, either making contacts via calls or emails, um, attending meetings, just making sure they knew who I was so they could have direct contact to me. And not only that, they get a chance to see who is leading the athletic program at that school.
1: That's good, yeah. That's good. And if anybody, uh, she's also uh, on the homepage for the NI Triple A website. Uh, yes. If anybody wants to, you know, to check that out, she is fortunate enough to uh, to be featured there uh, on that uh, on that website as well. Now, Ashley, continue to talk about the importance of involvement. My daughter is uh, a sports nut. She loves watching other female athletes compete. Uh, she she really could care less uh, if boys are competing in anything. Uh, she wants to see the girls compete, uh, really regardless of the sport. And we're currently watching the Women's College Softball World Series together. We're having a great time doing it, and we have for several years. And recently when uh, Stanford played Washington, they were talking about how that there were three Washington players uh, who were graduating during the time of the World Series, and they they had a, a little small graduation ceremony there, you know, on site because they couldn't be at their their graduation ceremony. Um, and they talked about the majors that those those young ladies had. They they were all dealing with athletic administration because they have visions of being athletic directors in the future themselves. That, my daughter thought that that was pretty cool. Obviously, knowing what I do for a living. But more importantly, it was, it was different for her because they looked like her, right? Uh, right. And she could kind of see herself in them. C- could you speak to the importance of our female athletes being able to see themselves in leadership, whether that be the AD job or as coaches like you were as well?
0: Hey, Ashley, before you answer that, okay. what you think about that, we need to make sure that people understood. Don said that his daughter thought it was cool what he did, not that he was cool. 100 percent. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make I'm sure that, that's
1: established. I'm, I'm only cool <laughs> in very small circles. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no problem. So um, it, it's very important. Um, me just taking this role. So believe it or not, um, I've actually seen Kelly before I've been hired here in uh, Henry County Schools. And um, just to see her interact and be very involved in her cheer programs. Um, she's an excellent, phenomenal coach then. And then, of course, now she's the director of athletics for Henry County Schools. The way that she just leads us, um, very involved, has great ideas. I just love how she carried the program. So why not try to emulate that? Being a head basketball coach or a head softball coach, just knowing what it takes and and seeing what you have to do to get there, that just pushed me. And I knew right away those were my goals. So just seeing a female leader in that capacity and giving me advice, showing me what I need to do to get there, that's very important. So um, just having many people to just look at and model has helped me out.
1: And do you feel a sense of responsibility to the young ladies in your building uh, that, 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 that you're leading now?
2: Most definitely, even though we do not have a lot of female coaches, um, I always take time out every single day to speak to every single one of my female coaches, just to make sure they understand that, hey, I'm an outlet for you. Whatever I can do to push you, to help you pursue your dreams, we're doing this together. Yes, every day, that's, that's something that I make sure that I do with my coaches.
0: Man, yeah, that's great. And I imagine that it trickles down that the young ladies playing sports there at Hampton uh, look at you as a role model and and there'll be two or three probably that come out and say one day that they, uh, they were able to see what they want to do as far as coaching and uh, maybe getting an athletic administration, hopefully through uh, your leadership. So I, 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 I'm almost certain of that for sure. Actually, we're going to change gears a little bit here, talk about planning and prepping uh, for things we do as athletic directors, how we lead and communicate with our coaches and, um, I want to preface this question by saying we're recording this session during early summer, 2023 we will most likely publish it here in July. So we'll still be during in our summer off time. I use the air quotes. I don't know that it is such time such thing as an off time, but summer is uh, much different for sure. And it's a time for us to get prepared for the next season and uh, start doing things uh, for that season. With that being said, we probably have a lot of folks who are listening, who are sitting here right now thinking of changing or implementing new things for their next athletic year. Maybe they're sitting here thinking. Well, hopefully, they'll they'll ask a question and somebody will share something I can implement new or help me with something I'm trying to change. So we're going to ask that question. What is something you do at Hampton that you would like to share that might help others? Uh, I, I know you don't want to brag. I know you're very very humble, but but help us all get better right now. Maybe it's uh, – I know y'all call it decision day or signing day. Maybe it's pep rallies, event management, which we all do. I saw on, on Twitter an athletics honors night. Uh, I don't know if it's any of those. Maybe it's something else that just, uh, you know, makes the light bulb go off. Anything you do there that you think you do well and is possibly unique to the Hampton Hornets athletic department?
2: I would say, um, one, I have very good coaches here that – um Own their sport. So I would say our partnerships with our feeder schools is one of the things that we really do well here. Whether it's open house, um, pre planning, preparing for our eighth graders to come over to be incoming freshmen, anytime we have some type of event, they're there to talk to parents, um, anybody from the community about joining athletics or that particular sport. So the communication is there. Right now we have a tennis camp. Um, My tennis coach who was tennis coach of the year for the boys for our region um, does a tennis camp every single year. It's been free. This is the first year she's actually charged but she spends an entire week with kids from elementary up to high school teaching them fundamentals, just playing games, giving them advice, even life advice, school advice, academic advice. So it's more than just athletics but she wants to see them turn out to be great human beings. So like i said before just the relationships that our coaches have it's it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah so a couple of things there. Number one did um did you did she see any drop off or any change when she had a ch- uh, charge for the camp this year? Are he I'm, yes I'm
2: unfortunately yeah, it's, it's a she bit. unfortunately okay. this year, yeah. She um it is smaller, but she's still allowing other kids to still join. But right now it has been um a small drop-off because she's charged this year.
0: No, that's I just asked because obviously she had set the groundwork. So it sounds like to me there's a lot of value there and 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 I think they all should charge, but right, she was doing a service to the community, it sounds like, which is outstanding. I wanted to elaborate a little bit more on that partnership with the feeder programs. You Mm -hmm. said when y'all have open house or eighth grade night or whatever, they are there. Do you mean that a representative from the feeder program is there or a representative from the varsity program is there to welcome those kids coming up?
2: It is a representative from the varsity program, actually the head coach. Um, So each head coach, I will prepare some type of sign-in sheet, um, small verbiage about their sport, Um, what they're looking for, of course, the requirements that we're looking for, for them to be eligible, and, you know, what the program looks like.
0: That's good. So you have a lot of camps to connect those younger kids to the high school, and then when it comes time to matriculate up to that uh, level, to the high school level, then there's a connection there with a varsity coach, some kind of sign-in sheet or a connection in person. Right. That's good. That's great so so to kind of stay on those lines of how we do our job or whatever uh that that's really good i think folks can uh, you know evaluate how they connect with their junior feeder kids i know that's going to help me kind of look at okay what all do we do how inviting are we but uh let's get into our preseason coaches meeting i know we as ad's we all we we plan most of us have some kind of preseason coaches meeting around the pre-planning time. Some people mm-hmm. do it before. Some people might wait till pre plannings over with because it's so busy or whatever. But this is always a very crucial meeting for most people who do it uh, to set the tone for the new year, give reminders of rules and processes, and getting the required trainings in, all those required things from, for us, the GHSA and the state and everything. As you think about this important meeting, I imagine you have one What are a couple pieces that you see that are must uh, when planning this preseason coaches meeting? I know most of us, we're sitting here in July, and now we're putting our PowerPoint together or whatever it is, trying to get ready. So when you look at what you do year in, year out after four years, what are some of those things, two or three things maybe, that you include in your meeting that are must-haves in that meeting?
2: Well, one, and I'm sure you guys do the same, purchasing. Purchasing. That That is huge. Several times, you know, you may have some new coaches that might not be aware of what the process is, but just making sure that they follow that. So by the end of the season, you know, you're not having, you know, overlap or, you know, some bills not being paid. And of course, you have to work with your bookkeeper. But just those type of procedures, as well as the communication procedures with parents, making sure that they are constantly in communication, um, updating websites, using any type of social media, not only are you speaking to your parents, you're speaking to your community. And I just want to make sure that it's consistent. Um, We we never want to have inconsistency with information because it leads to bigger problems. So um, those are two of the main things that I'm definitely going to touch back on this year. Of course, it's every year, but I try to minimize problems, as you know, in this role. Right. Every day is
1: something new. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I tell people all the time: you, the the goal is to take fires and turn them into candles, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. you, you you may not completely put the thing out, but the job is to get that thing minimized uh, as much as possible. Uh, right. And and so that's uh, that's good. Now, Ashley, you seem to have an ability to connect with those that you interact with, and I think that that's a bit of a superpower in the field of leadership because. Not everybody can do it. The majority of people listening to this podcast are athletic leaders, whether they are coaches or administrators, or they are looking to get into a leadership position. If they don't get the people part right as a leader, and that means managing themselves as a person and then managing other people, what would you say is the future longevity of their leadership if they don't figure out the people part?
2: Well, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be long. Um, That's very important that you are able to speak to people, that you're able to figure out what they need to be successful. And that's one of the things that I do anytime I have anyone that's new or even somebody that's a veteran, day in and day out, I make sure that I speak to at least every single coach. It might not be a 20-minute conversation, but at least they know that they can talk to me Um, If there's any issues or, you know, they need help with something that we can figure it out together. Because at the end of the day, you want them to be successful because that's when we win as well.
1: Kind of to piggyback on that, too, it's in in talking to your staff. I mean, we are in the people business, right? I mean, like Mm -hmm. that I I tell people all the time, like I'm not a huge fan of people that, you know, like in general. And they're like, you work in education. How can you not be? I said, that is why, because we, we are. You know, surrounded. It is our job. People is our job. How do you talk to your coaches uh, when you know, especially a new coach? Maybe it's maybe it's a first time head coach, and they're coming into that role. What are some of the things you say to them? Because not, I think, right in front of their face, they know that they're going to have to interact with you. They're going to have to interact with their fellow coaches. They're going to have to interact with the kids. They're going to have to interact, obviously, with their principal in a different role now because they're a head coach. But there's not a whole lot of of first-time head coaches that parents are the first thing on their mind, right? Um, right? What what do you kind of conversations do you have with them about dealing with the community at large?
2: Um. Well, first and foremost, I tell them you represent us, so make sure whatever you do, you know, is correct. You know, you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. Uh, secondly, if you have any questions, just come to me. Make sure that you're. Thinking things through, just don't automatically make that quick decision and think it's going to be done. You know, that can lead to other things. Uh, Thirdly, with the new coach, just letting them know the important things. Make sure you're consistent. Make sure that you're there. Making sure that you have the proper equipment. Making sure your area is safe. Those are the main key things. And then we'll just go from there. I like to make sure with my new coaches We have constant meetings. For instance, I just hired um, a new head girl soccer coach. And so we're going to meet actually next week just to figure out when the school year starts conditioning. So I'm letting her see right away where her equipment is, things that we need to replace, where she's going to be able to practice. Okay, we need to look at eligibility see what athletes will be able to condition. So just the the main key things. And then we can go and look at your schedule, go and look at, you know, transportation and and so forth.
1: And and there's another piece to that too, right? Where you, especially if they come from outside of your district, Mm -hmm. where you have to have that talk about like, this is the Henry way, right? These are things that are specific to us. That may be a little different than where you came from, but the, this is the expectation of how things are going to be done here, right?
2: Right. Yes. Um, just letting them know also in our county, you know, we, we try to stick together. Of course, when you play someone else, like you said, the Henry way, um, there, there's a way that we, we do things. And so I just want to make sure that they're not doing things that they're not supposed to be doing because I want them to stay. Like you said, this is a business where you want longevity. You don't want to keep having that overturn and finding somebody new.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, You talked about speaking to the coaches daily. You know, that reminds uh, reminds us of uh, Dexter Wood, who was a longtime AD and football coach at Buford, when we interviewed him. He said he went around every morning, the first 30 minutes of the morning, and went around and talked to the coaches. I think they were in season, but he had a conversation with coaches at their classroom Every single morning was part of his routine. So that's a great, a great routine that you have there, and I know your coaches appreciate it. So, hey, uh, one last question before we jump into our two-minute drill. But just sticking on that people theme, you know, there's phrases, four phrases that we hear a lot, and we talk about this that we think are important. The phrase "I don't know," the phrase uh, "I'm sorry," please, and then the last one is "thank you." Where do these four phrases fall into the people part of our jobs? Why is it important for us as leaders to make this part of our common vocabulary for ourselves and for our coaches?
2: Wow. I think that it's very important that you know these phrases because at times you don't know. And (laughs) I think that it's okay to say it rather than say you do know and you don't. You know, that that Mm -hmm. makes things worse constantly in this job, there are things that you're going to need help with. So you would think that you would show gratitude for that. I mean, everybody's different, which I understand, but, uh, those four phrases that you said, I mean, are very important. And, um, I believe each and every one of us say it daily. I don't know which order, but yeah.
1: Right. And and there's a lot of power in a thank you, you know, Mm -hmm. especially dealing with high school athletics it is not. We do not have budgets that are endless, and and a lot of the times we just need help from people. And there's really nothing on the back end other than you just being able to help us out. It's not like you're. I'm gonna be able to pay you to do it. Uh, you're. Getting, it's a lot of volunteer work that gets done uh, in what we do. And I think that the the power of a thank you, uh, the power of a t-shirt, the power of those kind of things goes goes a long way. Right?
2: Yeah, it does.
0: Well, Ashley thanks. that's kind of the end of the hard part, if if you want to call it that. You know, I think you said something there, great. That you know, and you're you got a smile on your face, and we've been around you a little bit to see the passion and joy that you expressed earlier. We've seen it in action. I know Kelly down there uh, and Henry. That you, uh, Kelly Smith, you mentioned she sees it a lot, and your coaches see it every day. But but you said every day is something new. And for the ones of us who have done it and you've done it for four years now, that's the fun in the job, right? Every day is a new puzzle. It's a new, a a new problem or issue or just Mm -hmm. a new challenge. And I don't think a lot of people get to experience that, but the ones of us in athletic administration do. So I'm glad you said that every day is something new. Uh, thanks for, you know, just reminding us of that. Hey, we're going to do what we call a two minute drill. Now, Don will lead us in this, but, uh, we, it was just some fun times to get to know you a little bit better.
1: Okay. All right, Ashley. We're going to hit you with some rapid-fire questions. You tell us the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? <clears throat> okay. What was the first job you ever had, ever?
2: I was a cashier at Wendy's. Oh, there you go. What is
0: your favorite thing to watch in sports?
2: Football.
0: All
1: right. All right. Uh, what TV show or movie should we be sure to watch? Give us a must-see in the summer
2: I'm a huge Marvel fan so uh, I like Spider-Man
0: Spider-Man All right. okay now we're going to play a quick game of over, under, overrated or underrated, your call and we'll give you a little phrase and you just say if it's overrated or underrated the first one, you may be you may not get to speak your mind on this since it's something your district does, but Google Drive uh, <laughs> good answer <laughs> 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 that's good that's good yeah yeah we'll leave it are
1: we leaving it to that yeah
2: yeah we're gonna leave it to
1: that okay fair enough uh, over under top
0: sheets on your bed
2: underrated there you go
0: alright magicians over under magicians over huh. over under the color green under all right, last one, over, under, uh, Flossie.
2: <laughs> over. There
0: see, you go.
1: see, you and Josh both said overrated. I'm a, I, <laughs> I will tell this story for the world. I went three years without going to the dentist, but when I was growing up, I had a... A dentist who was adamant about flossing every to so much that when I would leave the dentist, I felt like I got punched in the face every single time. I flossed every single day while I was not going to the dentist. I came back, I had no cavities. She said it's because you have been flossing. Don't ever tell anybody that you didn't go to the dentist for three years and only floss. So oh. both of y'all can have your overrated, but I think that it is things. I think it's a little underrated. So anyway, I'm
0: with Ashley. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, I know
2: it's important. It's just not my favorite thing.
0: Yeah, it hurts. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> the more you do it, tougher you are. Just say, yeah, I
1: guess you're right. All right, uh, Ashley, what was your first vehicle that you ever had?
2: Uh, Chevy Astro Band.
0: Good, nice. All right, what's the best event you have seen in person? Concert, sporting event, any event you've been to? A
2: uh, huge Beyonce fan. Oh, Beyonce concert.
1: There you go. Now, a question that we have asked all of our guests this season. Uh, I am a big uh, sandwich guy. Uh, I love a good sandwich uh, for lunch. Uh, what is your favorite sandwich? What would be your go-to sandwich?
2: I'm going to say a BLT.
0: Mm, nice. There you go. yeah. I got to have some meat. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's finish with this today. It's, it's kind of our trademark question to end. Today, uh, Ashley Lot, you've been hanging with the ADs but let's say you could hang out with anyone, who would that be and why?
2: Hmm. If I could hang out with anyone, I would say Michael Jordan. I mean, he is definitely a GOAT. Um, The things he's done and the game of basketball is just phenomenal and just to pick his brain on different aspects of the game, I, I would love that opportunity.
1: I'll take that opportunity down at his place in the Bahamas. Cause that thing looks nice. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I agree with you there, Ashley. Thanks for the time today. We know that your future is very bright in this profession and we appreciate you sharing part of your story with us today. So thanks again.
0: Thank you. So how about that conversation with Ashley Lott, Ashley, still a fairly new AD, but I think you would all agree, you know, if you're an athletic director listening, you're involved in Georgia, maybe you're involved on the national scene. Um, I, I think if you keep your eyes open over the next two, three, four, five, six years, you're going to see Ashley Light visible, uh, participating, involved, and assuming some leadership roles. She, she's quite a leader, and uh, she has a great future ahead of her. She's a rising star here in Georgia, and we were fortunate to be able to speak with her today. i tell you the two things she talked about that really hit me. Every day is something new. I mean, how many young ADs know that and already have that figured out? Then you see a temperament, a countenance, a a great personality to where you can see and hear in her voice that she's able to handle all those new situations that we deal with day in, day out. So, you know, Ashley's on the fast track to being a superstar. And then, once again, if you go to NIAAA website right now, you see her picture there on the website. I know that'll change soon, but uh, that's just a small snippet of um her putting a face to her school she's taking her position and she's putting a face to those uh to her school and ashley like I said before she's going to be a, a superstar ad as she gets uh, more into this and, and she just taught us a well today so ashley thank you for that now as you uh hit pause or end this podcast if you don't mind leave us a rating or review we'd love to hear from you And we appreciate those comments that you leave or send to us via email, via um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, social media, whatever. We really, really appreciate that. It means a lot to us. We thank you for listening. And as always, we thank you for spending your time hanging with EAD.